The Chiefs, Mitch Altus. It's time to get after the Minnesota Vikings, and we start all that tonight. Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom Show at the Hy-Vee Market Grill, 119th and Ridgeview in Olathe. We have an oversold crowd tonight who's ready to beat the Vikings. We celebrate the renaissance of 50 years ago beating the Vikings in Super Bowl IV. We might as well do it again 50 years later. All right. A reminder that the Chiefs Kingdom Show brought to you by the incredible people at Hy-Vee, uh, Hy-Vee Market Grill here in Olathe. The Chiefs scored 24 points last night. That means tonight, today at tonight, uh, Monday, October 28th, you earn 24 cents on your Fuel Saver Plus Perks card with a purchase of $24 or more. A lot of people shop after the show here with our huge sellout crowd. Also a reminder, Chiefs Kingdom Show is brought to you by... Bad Boy Moors. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And we're going to beat the Vikings with an attitude. All right. Gigantic crowd tonight. The Red Coaters are here. The nothing but noise tailgaters had a huge fundraiser yesterday. They beat the Broncos 7,500 to nothing yesterday in their fundraiser. The Geeks are here tonight. Snowstorm Sandy is here. Froman. The Taj Mahal tailgaters are here. Autograph Geek is here. Kent the Cake Packer. Susie Bling Bling, among others. Uh, Hey Hey Paul is here tonight. The Red Guard, the Red Hots, and the Reed's Redheads. BCE, Big Chief Eric here tonight. The 68 All-Stars are here tonight. Lucy and Ethel and Tall Paul. The, The Kingdom Cousins are here tonight. The Chiefs Kingdom Cousins and also Chief Pontiac representing Smith Center, Kansas, home of the number one ranked Smith Center Redmond. The Crozon Psychologist is here tonight, back from St. Croix, representing the kingdom uh, in the uh, the islands. Big Country Wrestling Champ is with us tonight. Uh, so also here tonight, a group that is here traveling three hours to come to the show. It is Dale Heinen's 60th birthday, along with his wife, Jeannie. Axtell, Kansas, home of the Bulldogs. McPherson, Kansas, home of the Bullpups. Mueller, Kansas, home of the Crusaders. It is time to get ready to beat the Vikings. How about the effort last night by Matt Moore? Coaching high school football, a 107.1 rating, two touchdowns, no picks. Let us down the field to get 24 points in that game, and we were really close. But we had some... For Matt Moore to do that, that was huge. For this team to rally around him, that was huge. For Coach Reed to put together an incredible game plan, that was huge. And we got five sacks on Aaron Rodgers. That is huge. That's hard to do. Guys like Tano Passigno playing their ears off, Emmanuel Ogba. That just sets us up. We're going to get some dudes back this week now. Stay tuned. This will be a day-by-day anthology. But. If you want to beat the Vikings, you got to bring some toughness. And our special guest tonight is nothing but tough. Especially tonight, here for you, for our oversold crowd, the Honey Badgers here tonight, Tyron Matthew. And if you're the Honey Badger and the rest of the Chiefs Kingdom, here come the Vikings. Here comes Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, blah, blah, blah. Anti-skull. Anti-skull. It is time to... Put the hammer down, baby. 
And the guy is working feverishly right now to put together the game plan to beat the Vikings. Andy Reid will be our guest. Again, with the Hyvie after this, uh, Hyvie Market Grill, 119th and Ridgeview and Olathe. We'll be back with Coach Reid after this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. Chiefs are in the pistol on first down, a play fake on the shovel. And now a throw. Kelsey's wide open. If he can find the ball, he finds it. Touchdown, Kansas City on the far front pylon. Kelsey turned left shoulder, right shoulder. He holds it in. Chiefs get a 29-yard touchdown pass. Welcome back to the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Olathe on 119th in Ridgeview. In an oversold crowd tonight. Uh, some other folks to mention. Puppet Lady is here tonight. The famous Puppet Lady. Uh, seen almost there she is. Uh, Chiefs against the Vikings, anti-school. Uh, and uh, so if you want Puppet Lady, visit with her, you can. And uh, our special guest tonight, Tyron Matthew, is here tonight uh, with his family. Awesome to be here. Also, the special art that you can get uh, on sale tomorrow. On sale tomorrow at the um, Chiefs Pro Shop. And this is fabulous. Uh, done by a local artist. Really a depiction of 65 toss power trap. Mike Garrett finding the end zone uh, against the Minnesota Vikings in Super Bowl IV and some great blocking, including Fred Arbanis in front of him. You can get that. Uh, Also, uh, that's tomorrow at the um, Pro Shop at Arrowhead Stadium. And a big group is here tonight from Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Love it. Uh, we got a lot of Pennsylvania Chiefs fans in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, being represented tonight. Uh, We are hopefully going to join Coach Reed here in a little bit. And he is there now. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, head coach of your Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. Well, Mitch. Good evening, coach. It's Beat the Vikings week, and this group is foaming out the mouth to get it done. Uh, but I want to ask you a little bit. It was there last night. It was there. In uh, building muscle fiber, whatever you want to call it, to battle back from 14-0 in 24-17, what did these guys show in the way that they battled last night to be right there to win a game that very little people gave you a chance to win? Well, I thought we did just that. I mean, the guys battled, um, came up short, uh, which is never good. I'm not into really moral victories, but I will tell you that I was proud of the guys for fighting the way they fought. And we got a lot of young guys that had an opportunity to play, and I thought they, they did a good job. I want to ask you about Matt Moore. Uh, people here tonight, before we went on the air, were really appreciative of Matt Moore. Who liked the way he gutted it out last night? I mean, he's working hard high school seven on seven in August. We were in St. Joe. But just the work done by Matt Moore last night, that was huge. By Matt and the way uh, everybody rallied around him to help him out. Yeah, they, I, I was proud of the team for that. Uh, everybody stepped up and said, hey, let's go. Let's go play. And um, uh, nobody hung their head a, a bit. And we saw that at Denver, and we saw it again last night. And then Matt did his part. Matt prepared for the uh, for the game, and then he came in and, and he produced. And, and so uh, you've got to give him credit for that. I want to ask you about three specific plays as I watched the video today. 
and just get your thoughts. Third and 12, second quarter. If people didn't think Matt could do it in playing a winning fashion, on third and 12, he threw a strike to Tyreek Hill in between coverage that looked like the Astros pitchers in the World Series. That throw by him to Tyreek to get the first down. I want to ask you about that play first. Yeah, that was big. Uh, Tyreek set it up nice, and those two have a, a little connection going right now, which is uh, which is a good thing. And and uh, and Tyreek worked hard to get himself in position on that, and and he did. He found he found space, and the quarterback trusted that he'd do that, and and gave him the ball. A second play, and hopefully you'll get a chance to to view it and look at it. Because it's a heck of a play, and that's the touchdown to Kelsey. He throws to the open side of the field where there's no DBs. Kelsey had to adjust his route. A terrific play call, by the way. That was awesome. But his throw to Kelsey to throw it where only Kelsey could get it and nobody else on the field. Yeah, well, he had pressure from the from the left side, and he had to move. And normally he would have been scooted over where Kelsey wouldn't have to switch his shoulders, but he had to move to the right. Kelsey's supposed to look over his left shoulder. Ball was thrown over his right shoulder. Kelsey made a great adjustment there to, to track it down and, and then go get it. And then uh, he got the score from it. And Matt did a great job of putting enough air on it to where Kelsey could do that. And and he bought him some time uh, to go find the ball. And and, uh, and there, was, there was nobody there. Uh, there was nobody on that side of the field. So, But just to get that ball off, he took quite a quite a hit on that play. Um, as he did on a couple others, and got up and, and kept battling. Another one like that was in the fourth quarter, and I thought, man, the dude got rocked by Smith. Hits him as he throws it, but he finds Sammy Watkins on a 25-yarder on the drive that uh, tied the game at 24, and I thought he showed some presence, guts, and poise to make that throw. That's another one that he just let go and, and put it in a spot and just said, I trust that Sammy's going to get there and make the play, and, and Sammy did. Um, again, to have that kind of trust in your guys and having not worked with them very much is a, a tribute to the kid. Defensive pressure. You sacked Aaron Rodgers five times. That was huge. Just the ability, because short, I mean, not an excuse. It's just a fact. You're down six starters, three on each side of the ball. But you had some dudes now step up, the ability to pressure a Hall of Fame quarterback like that, and you were really close to getting him about five more times. Yeah, and they've, they've got a good offensive line. So um, they've been playing at a very high level, and, and for our guys to get in there and, and do that, I thought it was, it was a good game plan by Steve, and then I thought the guys executed it well. And then when they were presented with these one-on-one battles, they won, and and that's uh, that's important. And then... And they kept coming. There were a couple times when things got bogged down in there, and they just kept working hard. And when Aaron went to scramble, they were able to get into his legs and, and tackle him, which also tells you on the back end, their linebackers and secondary players, they were doing a good job of plastering those wide receivers and staying on top of them uh, and, the, and the tight ends. And again, building muscle fiber for this team for the remaining uh, the second half of the regular season and beyond. Just, and, and you mentioned this before, but a guy like Colin Saunders getting a bunch of snaps and he seems to get better every week. And a guy like Tano Passanio, who's played outside and inside for Spags and made a big difference wherever he lines up. Just the greater good in that for these guys as they develop for the weeks ahead. Sure. Uh, Thornton, Fulton, I mean, all the, all the different 
different players that are having opportunities to to play. Um, I, I think it's uh, it's great for them. So it's uh, it's an opportunity to uh, build depth uh, for the for the roster when you start getting a few of these other guys back. The other good thing in this game last night, only three penalties in the game. Three. Uh, and the fact that uh, it was it was fairly clean from that regard, what about the uh, oh, that being some energy to move forward? Yeah, I think I heard the people there clapping. That, that, I was clapping too. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing. You know, the, the penalties, there's nothing worse than working like crazy on a play and then having to go backwards. And so it's a, you don't want to do that. And then you don't want to give up, from a defensive standpoint, yards that weren't earned. And uh, and so I thought we, we kept ourselves right there. We, we had the one on special teams that backed us up a little bit. But, um, again, we, we did a better job of working our fundamentals and techniques. And that's it. Listen, the guys have worked hard at practice uh, at that. That was a problem beginning of the year. And and uh, hopefully we keep that, keep those penalties on the other team and not, not on us. When you get a team like the, the, the rallies, and I know coming up short, understand it, the idea is to win a game. But when you get a bunch of guys like that are galvanized and continue to build and work, it's time to put the hammer down, baby, and on the Vikings as they're coming into town. I do want to ask you, though, when you play a game like that, in any game in the National Football League, it's one of the great sports that we have in the world, and the margin is always so thin in a game. But it seems like under those circumstances, it was razor thin. Having a chance to be right there, and there were just a few times that let it get slip away, the fumble in the third quarter. Um, but it just was enough to tip the margin of the game to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, well, when you're playing it, you know, a championship-caliber team, and, uh, and then uh, we consider ourselves right in that mix, then any of those small things – like that become large things and and you can't have those whether it's drop balls whether it's a missed field goal whether it's a fumble whether you know it's a coverage error you know whatever it might be uh whether it's a bad play called one that didn't fit the situation you know um we, we've all got a piece of this so uh and it's a good lesson particularly for those young guys it's a good lesson that we uh you got to step up and uh and make sure that you take care of business against teams like that. And the errors, uh, errors get magnified. And, and the old guys, too, because, uh, you know, LaShawn's not a young guy and, our, our, you know, a couple of the other guys aren't young guys. So, uh, but it's just a good, it's a good reminder. And uh, it's a hard way to get the, get reminded about these things. But it's, uh, it, it, you know, will pay off for you down the road if you, if you fix them. Well, who's ready to get some energy and beat the Vikings? Who's ready to do this? And we got the perfect guy, Coach, to start us off energy-wise, because after we break and let you go back to work, Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, is here. Perfect. So let's let him get back to work. We're going to beat the Vikings this week and get after those. Get the really good team. This is a really good team we're going to play. But you heard Coach say we're right there with anybody in this league. Let's get after it. Coach, thank you for being with us tonight. All right, Mitch. How do those redheads? They're here. Head coach Andy Reid, one of the top six winning coaches in the history of the National Football League.
when we come back. It was so exciting when he said, yes, I'm coming to Kansas City, and there's some big things ahead for this football team and this young man. Tyron Matthew is our guest tonight at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Olathe on 119th and Ridgeview. Wedge him in here, baby. We'll be back with the Honey Badger after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Lions are 4 of 10 on third down. They have third and seven here at their own 48. 27-23 Chiefs. Ten minutes to go in the game. They empty the backfield as Marvin Jones Jr. Receiver lines up over there to the right. A bunch now. A blitz. The Honey Badger chasing and sacks Matthew Stafford. The Honey Badger finds Larva in the Lions' backfield. It's a loss. Welcome back to our Chiefs Kingdom show tonight at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Olathe at 119th Ridgeview. And that sack was huge. Oh, my gosh, was that terrific. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. One of the most famous defensive backs, really, in college and pro football. Now he's a chief wearing number 32, Tyron Matthew, also known as a honey badger. One of the few DBs ever to be invited to the Heisman Trophy ceremony, just so you, in case you've forgotten that. But when people, when you made that sack, they looked at me crazy like larva. You said larva. I go, is it really that long since the YouTube of the honey badger right. thing? But if you f- see the video, some bad words in there, I hope you edit out there. But when you, that's what that was in reference to. Uh, but what a heck of a play like that. And just Maybe a first official Chiefs Kingdom welcome to this guy being here. It's awesome to have you here. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mitch. This football team, I thought, rallied last night. Yeah. I think they've rallied uh, since the injury to Pat um, on all three phases, and you were right there with an opportunity to win last night as you've had a chance to kind of exhale a bit and look at it. Your thoughts on that game? Yeah, um, you know, another another tough one at home. Um, probably, you know, really sticks out the most is, you know, us losing at home. But, um, sorry, there we go. Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, from there I felt like, you know, we did a lot of good things um, throughout the football game. Um, you know, we were shorthanded in a sense. Um, uh, but I didn't think we played that way. Um, uh, we was down 14-0. Uh, I thank everybody, uh, all three phases, tried to rally. Uh, put ourselves back in position to win the game. And um, we was playing a really good quarterback and a really good team. And, uh, but I like the way we fought throughout the game. People need to understand the, uh, the energy that Tyron brings to us and also his leadership. I get to watch the video, and I watched the end zone video, but after it was 14 to nothing, I saw you specifically like, okay, enough's enough. We're going to get back into this game. Yeah. What about not having any sense of surrender or saying, no, we're going to fight back because it would be easy to drift the other way? Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to just keep in, keep things in perspective. It's easy, to, it's easy to lose that, you know, through the course of the game, but the game isn't over until it's over. And um, we feel like we have enough playmakers, um, enough guys collectively in all three phases to, to, you know, we feel like we're never out of a football game. So it's all about really keeping your composure, um, understand the situations, um, and, and then everybody just stepping up and just need one guy to make a play. Five sacks against Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer. That was huge. But at least two and maybe three were coverage sacks. 
Yep. You guys had everybody covered. The one by Tano where he gets nailed back at the four, which really kind of flipped the game, he was frustrated. You had everybody covered for a long time. Yeah. What about how it's coming together in coverage on the back end? Well, I think, um, you know, I think all of us collectively, uh, we're just starting to get a good feel for each other, uh, especially the front end um, and the back end. Uh, even guys on the back end um, just starting to get comfortable playing next to certain guys. Um, so uh, I think our confidence is growing. Um, I think we're, we're really starting to believe in the scheme and the system uh, that coach is really putting out there. Um, and, and like I said, the more and more guys you, you have that buy into a certain mindset or collective, you know, agreement, um, you know, you can push towards your goals much faster. Do you want to coach someday? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you, ever since OTAs, or you first got here, I, I, I watch you closely, right? This the eyes, and I'm amazed at how much you like to coach, teach, and connect with everybody in the defense, and especially the secondary. I'm like, this dude is tailor-made to coach. <laughs> yeah. What, what about that? You know, I, I, um, for, for me, it's special um, to, you know, to kind of get in people's head or um, to kind of get people to buy into something that they don't necessarily believe in, um, whether, you, whether it's you encouraging them or, you know, creating this facade that, you know, things are perfect and you are invincible and, <laughs> hey, you are that guy. So I try to do that a lot. Um, and, um, you know, a lot of guys that, that hang around me, um, they seem to pick up on it. <laughs> yeah, they pick up on it. Let me just uh, vouch for that. But where did it come from? I think it came from, you know, you know my high school coach, um, you know, really believing in me, encouraging me, um, getting me to see the big picture, um, um, getting me to understand that, you know, to, in order to make a great play, you need the other ten guys to be on the same page. And, um, you know, like I said, the more and more guys you have like that collectively, um, you can make a ton of plays each and every game. By the way, the St. Augustine Purple Knights, just get it right, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, in New Orleans. Uh, but then you go to LSU, and that was crazy. I, I think there were seven defensive backs on that 2011 team that got drafted. Seven? It was like all the first-team guys and all the second-team Yeah, guys. yeah. It's DBU, right? That was that was a great experience for me. Um, you know, coming from New Orleans and, um, you know, going to LSU and, you know, wearing purple and gold, playing with guys like Pat Peterson and Mo Claiborne, um, just trying to live up to that tradition of, you know, being, a, you know, the best DBs in America. And uh, we had a great team, uh, so much energy, um, so much chemistry. Um, so uh, it was a great time. It seems like it's still a part of your DNA and your soul. <laughs> I love to follow it you is. on Twitter. You know, we go back and forth a little bit. But I can tell what it means to you. It does. It does. Um, really feel like that school um, really put me on a platform to really be able to, you know, be seen by the world. And um forever grateful for that. Um and like I mentioned, you know, met some good guys there who uh, who are still close friends of mine. Last night, it was almost there. His pick in the back of the end zone, that was almost there. That yeah. would have been that would have been really, really good. Yeah. How close was it? Yeah, close, man. I, I'm still kicking myself out that one. Um, it would have been a tough catch either way. Um, I just, you know, always reflected on the game and, you know, just that situation in particular, um, it would have it would have been huge for us for our team. Um, I think they ended up scoring the next play or the two plays later. Mm. So had I made that play, giving the ball back to our offense, who was who were doing some good things at the time, um, we would have probably won that football game. So yeah, still hurt myself about that one. No, no, it's, I mean, if you'd have, 
I mean, there was like a 3% chance of doing it. I'm just saying, it would have been huge. But I didn't, I didn't bring it up to say, hey, you should have had it. I'm thinking yeah. if you would have got it, it would have been like Rodgers' play when he just throws it. Was he throwing out? He was like, he's throwing think, away? Yeah, man, you know, and it's always tricky when you play great quarterbacks. They always get a couple plays like that, right? Like, you know, you're just like, wow, how did he do that? So kudos to Aaron for that one. <laughs> Transparency, though, I felt like the other teams when they play Pat. Right, they're like, you know, it's wow. like, what, what else are you gonna do? All the time, scheme, yeah. coverage. It's like nothing else you can do. And then it's like the microfiber of the play he makes. But um, I mean, tip the cap to him. But there was still a chance to, to beat him. Um, but what about the integration too? You got vets talking about Mo Claiborne. He's now with you again. That's pretty cool. Uh, but guys that have been around. But then you got Rashad Fenton, yeah. and it seems like Travarius Ward continues to yeah. make strides. The integration of new guys and young guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, like I told the guys in the locker room, you know, I shook, I shook most of their hands, and I told them how much I love playing with them, love going to war with them. Um, you know, you talk about the young guys, and you know, Rashad, and you know, um, who I probably, who in my opinion had had a great spring, a great camp. Um, didn't really play early on in the season, um, but stayed ready, stayed prepared. Um, and really was able to put two games back-to-back with some good football on tape. Um, and then Juan is coming along, and, you know, you talk about guys like Mo Claiborne who come in on certain situations and just do their job. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, the more and more we continue to do that, um, we'll, we'll, we'll be right where we need to be when it's most important. It's exciting, folks, because just get ready. I said it's <laughs> with Coach when, when you were doing the pictures. I said it's like building like muscle tone. Like, I just see it kind of come together and build it more and more. And here comes Stefan Diggs, and here comes Adam Thielen, and here comes Kyle Rudolph and uh, Irv Smith Jr. I mean, it's a good team. You're going to Dalvin Cook that you're going to face on Sunday. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and, and I mean, that's the NFL. Um, you know, that's why I played defense, even though I played offense growing up. But <laughs> I love the challenge. You know, I love adversity. I love being in situations where, you know, people don't think, you know, I'm going to make it out. Um, so, uh, And I know my teammates feel that way. So, um, you know, right now we may not, you know, the record may not be what we want it to be. Um, but I feel like we're growing uh, in so many areas, you know, um, a lot of young guys, um, you know, a mixture of older guys. Um, but I feel like we're doing some good things. And um, I honestly believe we'll be right where we need to be when it's most important. But I, I, tell me where the, because it seems like you want people to say, I can't do it. Tell me I can't do it. Tell me I'm boxed in. Tell me I can't do what you don't think I can do. It seems like that motivates you. Without a doubt. And what the origin of that? Has that been developed throughout your life and career? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I think it really started, you know, just as a kid. Um, You know, I was always one of the smaller guys on the team. Um, (laughs) I've always been told I can't do this, I can't do that can't play with Patrick Peterson, you know, I'll never live up to the to the hype. Um, so I've always used those things as fuel. Um, and, I, and I tell my teammates the same thing. Um, you know, it's not not really important to get caught up into what people are saying. Um, just try to understand what they're saying and, you know, prove them wrong. Sometimes when you do the hammer, it's physically, right? This dude will rock your world. However, you see now it is also mental, emotional, spiritual, so here you go, buddy. Here's the way it works. Vikings are coming. It's time to put the hammer down, baby. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about the other side of Tyron Matthew 
and what he is doing and has done, not only here, but in his hometown of New Orleans. We'll be back with Tyrone Matthew, the Honey Badger, after this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. Brissett now empties the backfield, putting Matt to the far side. He is a good pass receiver as well. Brissett against the rush, firing for the end zone. It's intercepted at the 10-yard line. Intercepted. Moving up the right side at the 20, 25. Moving back to the right, it's the Honey Badger. And the Honey Badger is up and finally down at his own 36-yard line. The Honey Badger doesn't care. Tyron Matthew with the interception against the Colts. Welcome back to our Hy-Vee Market Grill Cheese Kingdom show. Hy-Vee Market Grill in Olathe at 119th and Ridgeview. A reminder of a couple things. Uh, since uh, we got 24 points last night against the Packers, uh, you can get 24 cents on your Fuel Saver Plus Perks card with a purchase of $24 or more. It's oversold crowd here. A lot of you will be in the store after the show. And also, Cheese Kingdom is bad boy country, bad boy mowers, uh, also sponsor the kingdom, Mo with an attitude, bad boy Moores. For Tyron being with us tonight, he gets some special gifts, some swag for my guy here, uh, a hy gift card uh, for him and his family, and we're going to load you up with some clothes here. Houndstooth is downtown Kansas City's newest full-line men's clothing store located in the River Market. And then also he gets to take this gigantic, like, USS louisiana size thing home from smoke and fire your barbecue and fireplace headquarters located in the northwest corner of 69 highway and 151st in stanley also puppet lady's here she's still here tonight puppet lady there you are okay anti-skull it's time to uh, beat the vikings and we got the perfect guy here here tonight our coach on the field uh tyron matthew with with us tonight something big is coming up and you can be involved with this and it involves Tyrant's heart for the community here. We're going to talk about New Orleans in a second. However, I want to ask you about your celebrity waiter dinner. It's going to be uh, Saturday, November the 16th. Now, tickets are sold out. This was a very popular event. But if you're interested in sponsoring, you can still be an apron, table, premier, presenting sponsor. Uh, but that's going to be a cool event. Uh, but just your heart to help others because it's something that's also the way you're wired. Yeah. um, You know, people ask me all the time, and, you know, um, I I think that's just where I come from. Um, And people say that a lot, but, you know, um, I remember my grandmother uh, raising me and, you know, her being so serviceable and charitable and not just to me but to to everybody. And um, I've had so many good people come into my life from, you know, my high school coach to, you know, Patrick Peterson and, you know, so many people who who really, truly lend their hand to me. And um, I've always told myself, um, you know, whether or not I was in this position, um, I feel like I was always going to be doing something that was servicing others, um, <laughs> if that makes sense. So, um, I mean, my platform, along with, you know, just me wanting to, to do these kind of things, um, it just makes it a lot easier um, because I have the, the resources, um, have great teammates that support me. And um, so uh, I always look forward to, to doing events like this. How many grandmas in the room tonight? We got a bunch. <laughs> we got yeah, we got a big 60th birthday party. People came three hours away just for this. Uh a big cheer tonight for all the grandmas who have helped their families all the way through making their lives count. 
and to your grandma. Way Thank to you. go, grandma. Now, the celebrity waiters, they will be members of the Chiefs team. Who worries you the most about dropping food or screwing this up? <laughs> it, I mean, it'll probably be, uh, it'll probably be Bershard Breeland or Chris Jones. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I know those guys, too. I know they're looking forward to it. And, um, you know, uh, uh, anytime, you know, you know, so many people, you know, dedicate their lives to us, whether it be fans, trainers, I mean, you name it. Um, so, uh, I mean, this will be one night that, that we will be the ones serving uh, you guys the food. So we're looking forward to it. If you're there and you're Chris Jones' table, <laughs> what do we, we need to get, like, plastic to cover everybody's yeah, clothing, yeah, yeah. I Just, think, because right. be, it'll be a little crazy. Uh, they'll be wearing the food. Uh, but, again, that is the November the 16th, and there is still an availability for sponsorship. It's an incredible cause, but it's uh, – Tyron Celebrity Waiter Night with our guys. Another thing you just did was the Shark Tank thing for yeah. education. Yeah. So Shark Tank, if you're you know familiar with the show, right? Uh, but you did it to help inner city core or urban high schools. How, how did yes. that go? So, yeah, so I, I, I got together with Teach for America, um, and, and they have a group of um, teachers that um, that they help out or they provide certain resources to. And um, so they, they picked, um, I believe it was like a group of five teachers uh, from, from different uh, backgrounds and uh, different, you know, criterias. And um, so, uh, but, but all of them presented ide- ideas, um, you know, and thoughts that they were going to, you know, get money to, be able to, to, to fund those ideas and um, you know uh, I wish we had more money to give out um, but uh, we only had $20,000 we tried to split it between five groups and um, so uh, we, we were able to fund fully fund one lady um, so uh, and uh, which uh, her her thing was girl empowerment um, teaching young ladies how to code you know uh, how to be bosses how to be independent um, I thought that was cool um, you know, so many things for, for young boys to get into um, that empower, you know, youth boys. Um, so, uh, but you don't hear much about, you know, empowering uh, young females. So uh, we all got behind that idea. We thought it was a great idea. But, yeah, I, I wish we had $50,000 to give to the teachers. But it was, a good, it was a good event. When you have someone who's that dedicated to help the core urban schools, that is huge. But isn't it just a start? Didn't you just kind of light the fuse with this? I mean, it's not like this doesn't end. Doesn't this set up for the future? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, in, in, for me in particular, um, I think the idea, you know, has always been to um, to, to get into these schools, um, uh, these urban communities, um, these youth clubs, um, to, to, to set up tech zones, uh, 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 different rooms uh, for, for these kids to go into um, so they can start to believe in themselves, find themselves. Um, and like I always stress to people, this is not about me pushing football on kids. Um, it's more about me just trying to, you know, plant a seed in their mind that, you know, they could be whatever they want to be. Um, and, um, you know, uh, I never really thought I was going to be a football player <laughs> until somebody told me he thought I was going to be a football player. So um, you always need that person or really that one person to, to kind of believe in you, um, and, and that kind of can open your world up. And so, uh, I mean, that's why I started my foundation. That's what we're all about. And um, so i uh, really hoping for, for much, much more in the future. Where was that person at that said, you can be a football player, you can be special? You're a great track athlete and everything. But who was the person that said, I believe in you, you can do this? Oh, uh, Dale, Dale Lee, um, you know, my high school coach. And like wow. I said, um, I played offense, um, you know, my, my whole what life. What position? And, uh, running back. And, mm. 
uh, he came to St. Augustine. Um, I believe it was my freshman year, going into my 10th grade year. And um, he, 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 he thought I was a cornerback. And I don't know why. I, me and him kind of hit it off. And, you know, I believed him. I used to listen to him every time he talked. And um, uh, he told me I could play cornerback. And uh, I switched positions. And I never looked back then. <laughs> it, it worked out for me. So, I mean, I always thought that guy gave me some good advice. So I've been listening to him ever since. <laughs> a cheer for Coach, right? <laughs> and all the coaches in here. They change lives, the men and women who do that. Katrina. New Orleans a fascinating city. You know, incredible history. There's Lake Pontchartrain, there's Mississippi River, there's the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. But that city, what Katrina did, I mean, so many. there were so many people that had to leave and never came back. Yeah. How did you get through Katrina and all that, and how this has the city navigated it? I mean, we're talking, what, about almost 15 years ago. Yeah, and, I, you know, truthfully, I think the, the city is still trying to, you know, come back and, uh, but, but, you know, I think of New Orleans and, you know, I think of Mardi Gras and, you know, I think of Bourbon Street and I think of the Saints and, you know, LSU, but, you know, I think of, I think of the people and the culture, uh, you know, mostly, um, so resilient, um, you know, really willing to, to embrace the challenges of life and, um, you know, they're just dancing their way through, you know, the storm and, you know, dancing their way through a flood. And um, it's a beautiful thing um, because, you know, it's not always easy, you know, living in New Orleans, being from New Orleans, you know, having to deal with the, the things that, you know, go on in New Orleans. So, uh, you know, uh, big kudos to the people of New Orleans and just their spirit to, to just keep on. And um, uh, I think that's, you know, where I get it from, to just keep fighting and to keep moving on and to, to never look back. You know, um, it'll be a brighter day. You're not a Pelican fan? You got Pelican season two? <laughs> oh, I am a Pelican fan, I guess. Um, you know. Courtside? I'll be see a Pelican game. It'll be the, the Badger be on being a Pelican fan. Uh, being a part of the Chiefs kingdom, you made a decision to come here. Yeah. What have you noticed about the kingdom since you've been here? You know, I'm, I'm, I love tradition, um, you know, um, and I feel like this was the place to, to really offer me that, you know, from a – you know, from a fan perspective, from a from a locker room perspective, um, you know, from a cultural perspective, and um, you know, I haven't been disappointed. Um, you know, like we said, our record may not be, you know, what everyone wants it to be, but I feel like I've made the best decision, you know, for me and my family to uh, to really, you know, implement myself in, in a locker room that, you know, um, that that wanted me. You know that that was willing to embrace me, and um, I'm enjoying it, man. Uh, I haven't played in the cold yet. Last You'll night. love it. You'll love it. <laughs> but, uh, You'll love it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. You know the honey badger's the toughest <laughs> animal on the earth. They don't care. Uh, we're going to let you go. But before we do, it's time to beat the Vikings, baby. Here we go. It is time to let the honey badger and Tyron Matthew and his family, it's time to put the hammer down, baby. You got it. Give a giant chair for number 32, Tyron Matthews. Our guest tonight. Go get him, brother. Appreciate it. We'll be back to close out the show. After this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs Kingdom. They have got Watkins over there in a tight slot. Is Tyreek Hill. They hand it off. Damian Williams, left side. Touchdown, Kansas City. Damian Williams, tough running, gets free in a great block from Austin Ryder. Four-yard touchdown run, Damian Williams. Welcome back as we close out the show. 
Special shout-out to Dale Heinen from McPherson, originally from Axtell, Kansas, now a McPherson Bullpup, uh, for his big celebration birthday tonight. People coming from three hours away uh, to enjoy his birthday. Reminder, this week is the Salute to Service game. It's why I'm wearing uh, the Salute to Service gear. Uh, Make sure when you come out to the stadium uh, this week, call a veteran, thank a veteran, those who are currently serving. Uh, And next week, we'll be at 40 Highway in Blue Springs. Thanks for joining us on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Check out the full library of on-demand Chiefs content, including the Chiefs Kingdom Show podcast, only at kcchiefsradio.com. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Thank you.